0: What makes a great team? What makes a group of people who may be from different backgrounds, may be from different ethnic groups, may come from different cultures, may come from different traditions, maybe even from different religions. What makes people who are not the same, who think differently, work together and work together efficiently? It's hard sometimes to get a group of people to agree on where they're going to eat, let alone the direction that an entire company should move towards, or an entire city for that matter. How do you work with a team? How do you build consensus? We all know that we have to do that. We need to have consensus in order to get projects done. In fact, you're going to accomplish more with your team than you will by yourself. But how do you work with people in order to do these great things? I find that in order for you to get consensus and in order to be successful working with people, you need to learn how to listen. It may be that the person that is on your team doesn't agree with you. And that's okay. We can't be afraid of working with people who think different than we do. But we have to be willing to listen. We have to be willing to sometimes admit that we're wrong. We have to be willing to put aside our own thoughts if what the person is saying makes more sense. We have to be humble enough to want to to create a consensus, to want to create unity. Something that can be very challenging sometimes. But overall, if we learn to listen, that's a skill that's not just going to help us in the workplace or when we are building something, it's going to help us in every aspect of our lives. Learning how to listen to people, learning how to listen properly, learning how to listen so that we can work together. That's the goal. That's the aim, and you're going to find that when you listen to people, you're going to learn things about them, about life, about what you should actually do, and even about the work that you're trying to accomplish. You may even learn something about yourself that you thought wasn't true or that you didn't know, because it's in listening to other people that we understand what we actually think. So, I want to encourage you today and invite you to not just build teams by gathering great players together, but to build teams by listening to other people, listening to their opinion, listening to their thoughts, and working together for the good of all. Hello and welcome to the podcast Stories from Port St. Lucie, Florida. I am your host, Jorge Coxach. This podcast is dedicated to telling the stories of the people, the movements, the places, and the businesses that make Port St. Lucie feel like a small town, despite the fact that it's one of the fastest growing cities in all of the United States of America. In this podcast, You will hear people's stories of how they started businesses. You will hear them talk about their lives and what drives them to do what they do to form the bustling, thriving community that is our town here in Port St. Lucie. On today's show, we interview Shannon Martin, who is the acting mayor and the current vice mayor of Port St. Lucie, Florida. We sit down and we talk about how she worked with her team and listened and built consensus to accomplish great things in Port St. Lucie.
1: Thank you for having me today. I am... Shannon Martin, the Vice Mayor of Port St. Lucie. I moved here 16 years ago with my husband Aaron and our two children, who, when we moved here, they were three and two years old, and now they are 18 and 17 years old. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a long time, but I love being here in Port St. Lucie, and um, I... Upon moving here, I got very involved in our city government and paid close attention to what was going on in our city. Yeah. I used to watch city council meetings and our planning and zoning meetings. My background is um, in the legal field. I was a paralegal for 17 years before yeah. being on the city council. And that experience and all the different facets of law that I uh, was involved in really helped shape... Um, me and my knowledge of uh, things that happen in the city
0: yeah. when
1: it comes to real estate, land use, planning and zoning especially. Sure. Um, yeah,
0: so, so what, what brought you here in the first place? I mean, out of all places, now uh, Fort St. Lucie is growing exponentially, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people are moving here from all over the, the country. Um, but 16 years ago, St. Lucie was was nothing close to what it is now right why move here back then
1: so my husband had is a police officer Mm -hmm. and he we lived uh, in Pennsylvania and worked in Baltimore City yeah and at the time it was very dangerous there in Baltimore Mm -hmm. and we had uh, a young family yeah and he had said that he always wanted to retire in Florida yeah, And I started thinking about it and said, well, you know, why are we waiting until you retire? If you want to go and live in a place that you think of as paradise, why yeah. should we wait till we're retired? Let's yeah. just start now. Let's look now and, and see what we can do. Yeah. So we had some um, family friends who lived in the Boca area, and we were asking them about different places in Florida.
0: Mm.
1: And they had said, why don't you check out Port St. Lucie? it's an up-and-coming city it's Mm -hmm. affordable and why don't you take a look at it and so from there i started the research yeah and the rest is history we it was over a year long um, process yeah and uh, my husband uh, took the necessary courses down here for the florida department of law enforcement to transition down right and we did it
0: And, and now you're here
1: yes I love it I can never go back home
0: yeah I mean Baltimore is <laughs> yeah. is I was in Baltimore just a few wow. months ago um, and things have definitely changed in mm-hmm. terms of the um, city and, and, and all of that and going down to the to the river and, and all of that um, but it's certainly not the same as, right. as being here right you know one of the things that I tell people is uh, Port St. Lucie is very safe and very clean, mm-hmm. and if you have a young family, like that's that's what you're yes. looking for, that's what you're attracted to.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> safe, clean, and beautiful. That's one of our top priorities here in the city, and yeah. we, we want to keep it that way.
0: Yeah, do your kids like it here?
1: Absolutely, my kids love it here. My son just graduated from Treasure Coast High in the mm-hmm. spring, and he's attending I R S C. He wants to go into engineering. Oh, nice. And my daughter is a senior at Treasure Coast, um, also in dual enrollment, and she's very interested in going on to college and getting involved with forensics.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I was interested in forensics when I was in high school as well. Very interesting field. Maybe the shows <laughs> make it a little bit cooler than it than it, than it actually <laughs>
1: Absolutely. is. Absolutely.
0: But but it definitely looks like an awesome thing to do. Yeah. That's That's great. Um, so, so did your husband find the paradise he was looking for? Yes. Was, was this, did it meet his expectations?
1: Absolutely. Has met (laughs) his expectations. Um, he's very into, um, making, keeping our yard really beautiful and uh, making it look like a paradise and, and that's like one of his hobbies and he certainly Mm -hmm. has done that and we love it here so much (laughs) and, uh. Yeah. We're here forever.
0: Yeah. for Forever. That's, that's a long time, uh-huh. <laughs> but that's good. That's commitment.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, so why, why go into, um, you said you got involved with the local politics. You got involved with, with the local government, um, from practicing law. Why, why that field? Why that avenue? What attracted you to it?
1: So I w- always were interested in it ever since high school. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was a time where, um. In local politics, where I grew up in Connecticut, yeah. where uh, someone had made some comments that uh, at the about the mayor at the time and something that right. he wasn't doing, and I found it interesting because things were actually happening, but those people just didn't have the knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. So my thought was, well, if you're going to speak out about something, you should really have knowledge of it before you speak out. Right. And so I wrote a letter to the editor, and basically put my comments in and then the mayor saw that and saw that I was a local high school student and invited me to come and have a conversation. Wow. And that really sparked my interest. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, I went on to become a paralegal and there was never a place where, and I met my husband and, um, moved and there was never really a place at the right... I was not in the right time yeah, right time yeah. and place to continue on. Yeah. But I thought when we moved here, this was perfect because this was our forever home. Mm-hmm. And so this was the time and the right place to start getting involved and paying attention and mm-hmm. wanting to be a part of solutions.
0: Yeah, and, and what did your family say when... When you said, um, I'm going to get involved with local government, where they're like, yay, let's do it, you know, 100%, you know, Shannon, or or was there a resistance to it?
1: No, no resistance at all. Um, I think they were a little surprised, but they also knew that I was kind of like a government nerd, so to speak, and (laughs) (laughs) that I like this stuff. As a matter of fact, some of my friends thought I was crazy because Uh, they'd say, what are you doing? Oh, I gotta watch a council meeting or I gotta do this and they're like yeah. what is wrong with you? What, who
0: watches <laughs> you know? that?
1: Yeah, who watches this stuff? And I was like I do they, wow. they thought I was a little crazy but yeah. you know my husband supported me 100% and everyone got on board and here we are you know 11 years later.
0: Yeah, so, so you, you get here um, you have the support of your family you have your young kids um, and then you start getting involved uh, but but you you eventually become the the vice mayor. Mm -hmm. Uh, How how did that happen? How did you, I mean, one thing is have an interest in something. Another thing is to actually land the job. Right. You know?
1: So in 2010, I started campaigning, and um, I won. And, you know, I'm a learner. I'm a a process learner. So basically for the first couple years, Mm -hmm. I would watch, listen, and learn. Um, I'm always very careful to not speak about things that I don't have knowledge on because, yeah. you know, that can cause all kinds of problems. Yeah. So I took the time to learn. It, there's a huge learning curve of being on the council. Yeah. This is a huge city, and it has grown, as you know, over the past decade exponentially. Yeah. So it's really important also to do your research and your homework, and having that legal background and having knowledge in different facets of the law really helped me understand yeah. all the different complexities of decision-making in the city yeah so then basically it was a learning process over time and working with different councils and um, then in 2016 uh, we had a new council and the mayor well, he came on the, the our former mayor came on in 2014 yeah. but in 2016 I was appointed as the vice mayor he appointed me and the council confirmed me And so, like I said, it's just been a a learning process and learning how to lead, learning how to build consensus. Yeah. Because people don't realize that in our form of government, there's no strong mayor here. There's no one person making all the decisions. Is
0: that what strong mayor means?
1: Yes. So we have a council manager form of government, which means you have five city council members. Everybody has a vote. The city manager runs the day-to-day operations. Mm -hmm. And... In order to get anything done, you need three people to do it. Right. And so you have to learn how to be a good leader and a good consensus builder to bring everyone together to make decisions on behalf of the city.
0: Yeah, that can be a challenge. Yeah. I mean, leadership is isn't so much uh, you just giving orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, in in the strong in a strong mayor uh, approach to it, it would it would require you to build. A team to pour into people, what has been perhaps uh, one of your greatest challenges in that area of of, uh, uh, trying to build a team, trying to create uh, uh, consensus, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to pour into people?
1: Well, the biggest challenge has been the people um, themselves. Um, I was on a council uh, when I first got on. It was very disruptive. The council members, unfortunately, and being new, coming into it learning and seeing all the different personalities, there were people that put their personal issues ahead of what was in the best interest for the city. And it was a very tough challenge to have, you know, because everything is public. We can't have conversations with each other about issues outside of the public forum on the dais. Yeah. So it was challenging because you wanted to say, hey... Stop this! Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do what's in the best interest of the city. Right. But then you have to had to worry about. Okay, well, is that going to cause another problem? Because then are they're going to get mad at you? So it was just it it was very hard to get people at that time to work together. But slowly, as councils changed, um, I remember when the mayor first came on, and you know he was our former city manager, yeah. And you know there was challenges there. And I I said, you know what? This can't happen. This can't go on. I can't govern like this. I can't lead like this. This is not how what our residents deserve. Yeah. So I had a conversation with him, and I said, this is about yeah. leading. This isn't about yeah. anything that we would talk about on the dais. This is about leading. We need to come together, and we need to lead our city and show the public that mm-hmm. what's been happening for the last several years can't go on.
0: Yeah.
1: And... We made a pact and we said, you know what? We're absolutely gonna do that. And that's what happened from that point on. And it just got better and better over time. And we've had a great council. Everyone works together very cohesively. Now we don't always vote the same as each other. We don't, but what, and you don't want that. You want everyone to be their own individual. Of course. But you want everyone to be aligned with the same goal and vision because that's how we get things done for our citizens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, you can't be afraid of a differing point of view,
1: right? And
0: and of somebody having an opinion that, that may not even align with, with your opinion, or sure. to even challenge that, right? Uh, you know, it's it, it helps you to grow. It helps you to to you know to better yourself and to improve as a person and as a leader. Yes, for sure. Um, so so that was the most challenging part of it, what has been perhaps the most rewarding, the most fulfilling part of it
1: for you? The most fulfilling part is just seeing all of our accomplishments and being able to get things done together. Um, you know, we, we got Crosstown Parkway done. That was a, it took many councils, it took many administrations, but to be part of the council that finally got that bridge completed um, to provide that east-west corridor is am- was amazing. Yes. And to see people so happy about it. Um, Keeping our city safe, um, making sure we're listening to our residents, and we're giving them the things that they want and need. We're building parks, Mm -hmm. you know, we're addressing our infrastructure. All these things, there's so many different priorities because we are such a big city now. And being able to say, we're implementing these changes and we're doing these things that you've said that you wanted. That's the yeah. most fulfilling part, just to getting things done.
0: Yeah, and to seeing the seeing people are happy.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I happen to love the parks. That's <laughs> you great. know, um, I have I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, and we love visiting the parks and, and going there. And there's just so many options and so much variety. Mm-hmm. So you say that you, you, you like listening to the people. How do people communicate um, with you about what what it is that that they want to see or? What they want you to do.
1: So uh, whether it be phone calls, emails, social media, mm-hmm. you know, social media is like a double-edged sword, of course. Oh, absolutely. But I love, that's how people like to communicate. And mm-hmm. so I like, I love communicating that way. I have no problem communicating that way because um, that's how people want to talk to their uh, elected officials. Yeah, through the other social thing media. That, yeah, so through much. social media. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Um The other way we do it is we have everything we do in the city, we have a public engagement process for. So no matter whether it's building a road, building a park, uh, doing a master plan for Southern Grove, which we did a couple years ago, we have our stakeholders, our businesses, our um, residents involved, experts involved, because we we want to hear from everybody about what they want. And we want to hear their input because working together is how we make Port St. Lucie the best. Right.
0: Right. If, um, yes. if I have, if I have a horse in the race, to Absolutely. use an analogy that's close to us here in PSL,
1: yeah. um,
0: then I'm going to support it more. People support what they help build. Right. Right. And that's just, so, so do you select people? Do you send them a letter and say, Hey, do you want to be a part of, of the steering committee for this or the... Planning. What what do you do? How do we do? um,
1: We we have a list of stakeholders, um, business in the business community, and otherwise that we every time we do something we Mm -hmm. invite them. Sure. And then we also put it out very publicly to the public and say, Hey, we're having this public engagement meeting. Right. Here's the date and time. Come and we um, highlight that and we market that to get people interested. Right. And we'll be doing it again soon um, with City Center.
0: We'll okay. be master planning
1: that area very soon. Um, where we're just waiting to take title to those properties, and which should be happening um, within the next couple of weeks, actually. And yeah. then we'll be able to start that process and invite the public in and have them talk to the experts. And yes. they'll develop a plan based on everyone's input sure. about what should be done over there.
0: And what is the idea now?
1: So, you know, some people want more entertainment there right. We would we'll have to look at what commercial would fit out there.
0: Mm.
1: Is there housing that should go out there to make I it see. a little bit more of a Marvel walkable community?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we do have some businesses that are interested in being in that location.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it's going to be a really big effort into seeing how all the different wants and needs can mm-hmm. be compiled together uh, mm-hmm. to fit all the goals and objectives of what we want for that area.
0: Yeah, I I, I like the idea of bringing everybody together and working together to get it Been an, there has been a growth not just in population but in businesses as well. Sure. In Port St. we've seen a boom in, 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 in all kinds of industries. And, yes. and we're in a coffee shop right now in tradition. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this little coffee shop popped up not too long ago. Right. Um, and I've seen at least two more that are, are like this more boutique style uh, coffee places. <laughs> what do you think is the appeal for? businesses to come here
1: well I mean we do have a growing population and we have a great community where people want small business not so much chains they want to they want to support small business mm-hmm. and that's really great this, this coffee shop is amazing it hasn't been here very very long but um, it's awesome and just to have little shops in our little uh, local communities that everyone can either walk to or bike to is is amazing, and we really want to want that for our community. We want to play places where you can um, either shop, or you can come in and have a cup of coffee, or you can just sit and talk to your neighbors. We want to have those um, little mom and pop shops in in our uh, neighborhood areas. It's really important. It it keeps people together. It builds community, and so it's it's great. And and you know, for some of the bigger businesses. Um, We are attracting a lot of economic development, and it's because of land, Um, the Mm -hmm. land availability. So the four-mile stretch from where we are here in tradition down to Becca Road, we have a lot of land, and businesses can't find that anywhere in the state of Florida anymore. So we are, through our master planning process and through our Economic Development Council, we have been able to attract manufacturing companies, distribution companies, (laughs) logistics companies. And we're doing that because citizens long ago said we want jobs in Port St. Lucie. Mm-hmm. And so we built our jobs corridor based on the concern that our residents had that they had to continually go outside of Port St. Lucie for work. Yeah. So we're I, I bringing it here. I heard that a lot
0: um, when I first moved here where it was like Port St. Lucie is an amazing place to live, but it's hard to find a job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's hard to find work. Um, But you're saying that you're working with companies to to change that.
1: Absolutely. Um, We've partnered with our Economic Development Council for years and years now. And especially over the last four years, we've we've seen the successes of that Um, with FedEx, Cheney Brothers. Now we have Amazon coming in. Uh, We have Tamco, Excel, Oculus Surgical. Excel and Oculus Surgical will be breaking ground on their facilities very soon. Mm-hmm. So, and there's more to come.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard a lot about Amazon coming through. Are, are they coming here to Port St. Lucie or to the surrounding area?
1: Nope they're on, they're not down here in um, Southern Grove area and Tradition area, but they're right on Midway Road. It's a million. They're building a million square foot fulfillment wow. center. Okay. And what that's going to do is they're going to bring in large items like furniture type items, tables, that kind of thing. Yeah. And they're going to ship them out. And fulfill the orders there and ship them out across the country.
0: So, so we may get same day shipping here in, in
1: PSL it, It's possible. I mean, if you want yeah. a couch yeah. or you know something of bigger yeah. for, for, to fit in that fulfillment center, it, it is possible yeah. that you'll be able to get it. I so, it. and then we have some more economic development coming soon. Yeah. That we can't say what it is yet, but of course, it's uh, it's, it's on the it's horizon. On the yeah,
0: good stuff. When, and I'm sure that you're, you're very, very busy. Um, of course, it's, we've, we've talked about this. It's a very um, booming city. It's growing very rapidly. What do you like to do whenever you do have a free moment? Let's say that you had, you had a day off, mm-hmm. right? What, what do you like to do?
1: So I love to read when I have time. <laughs> It's nice just to be able to sit down for a couple hours and read a book. Yeah. My favorite thing to do, though, is go camping with family and friends. Really? Yes. And what we try to do is we try to take the three-day weekends along the school calendar yeah. and go find some place, beautiful campground.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Most of the time, I like to do more state parks, nature-oriented campgrounds, yeah. and just go and enjoy nature for a few days yeah. with family and friends.
0: I'm a big backpacker. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I uh, lived in New Jersey before moving here, and we would go backpacking all the time, um, awesome. and and camping out in the in the mountains. And for our anniversary one year, you know, a lot of people would go to dinner, or that's that's what we did. Mm-hmm. We just we just went and hiked the biggest mountain we could find, and it was just a great time. We had great photos. Um, do you go up to a lot of people that I've met down here? They go up to like North Carolina, or like South Carolina. For, for the backpacking. Uh, right. Do you, do you do that also?
1: No, we mostly stay, because of it's a three-day weekend, it's our yeah. short stints, we yeah. mostly stay in Florida. Yeah. Um, but And we travel all around the state, going yeah. to different places.
0: Yeah. Have you been to, there's a, there's a beach in Sarasota mm-hmm. that has, like, white sand. Have you been there yet?
1: Yep. We oh, went 80s. to Sarasota last summer.
0: I think it's called Siesta.
1: Yeah, Siesta, Siesta Key. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. the the sand was was astonishingly soft
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i mean i've I've never normally i get i get itchy with sand right and uh no issues with the sand the water was beautiful crystal clear it's like one of the best beaches in the u.s yeah
1: we went kayaking actually we love to do that too my husband and i and um our friends also like to do kayaking some of them like canoeing yeah and um so we went kayaking in sarasota and then where we, were, we were able to pull up to a little uh, inlet spot, mm. walk over the hill, and the beach was on the opposite side in Siesta Key. So it was awesome. Wow. So we got to do kayaking and then spend the rest of the day on the beach. On the beach. Yeah, really that fun. That is
0: awesome, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So do you have, um, there's there's the Port St. Lucie River that that runs through here. Do people kayak on the Port St. Lucie River? Yeah,
1: on the St. Lucie River, yep. People oh, right, can kayak. Right, the St. Lucie River. Yeah. Um, Under the Crosstown Bridge, we have a kayak launch under there, and and there's many areas. Um, And then uh, there's a couple businesses. They're actually out of four piers, Um, but there's one called Lisa's Kayaks and Get Up and Go Kayaking, and both of them are great for, for kayaking and going under the mangroves and going under the tunnels. And getting tours. Then the uh, sunset tour is especially great uh, because you see the sun setting over the water. And that's really, really cool. You're going to
0: have to give that a try. Have you been on that before?
1: Yeah. I did the Get Up and Go kayaking tour recently. Mm -hmm. um, And it was a sunset tour. And it really was awesome to be out there and see the sun setting, take photos. So it was really fun.
0: Do your kids like living here or or are they like i'm gonna get out of here as soon as i can
1: no you know it's so funny with my son because we had planned for him to go away to not away away but um i have florida prepaid for them (laughs) and so we had planned for them my son to pick a school and go and he came home one day from high school and he said you know what mom i thought about it and uh, i really want to start out at IRSC and see how it goes and i think it's uh I'd rather live at home, at least for a couple of years, and stay here, and yeah. be with family and friends, and work here locally, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, I, you know, most kids do want to go, yeah. Yeah. but he really wanted to stay, so we were very supportive and said, all right, I mean, IRSC is one of the best state colleges in the entire nation. Yeah. They won the yeah. Aspen Prize, so wow. of course we would want our son to stay here and be home and go if that's what he to the IRSC if that's what he chose and so it's, yeah. it's been a great experience. He just started recently and it's been great so far. Yeah.
0: That sounds that sounds great. And it sounds great that he wants to stay nearby.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> as a mom, I'm very happy.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, being a working mom in mm-hmm. this day and age is is something that that uh, especially online you'll see people talking about the tension between being a working mom and, and family life and, and, and your children and all of that, I could imagine that that could grow even more um, as, as a vice mayor and then eventually perhaps even as mayor. What, what do you think, has there been tension between between that you're calling and and, and your children and, and perhaps that, have, how have you navigated that?
1: Yeah, so it's it's really important to balance priorities. Yeah. Um, because of course family is always number one Uh, but you also have to be very responsive to the citizens in the city when you have the role as mayor and it's been a full-time job for me since day one when as council member as vice mayor and now as acting mayor it's it's definitely a full-time job and when I say full-time job it's not nine to five it's Whenever, whenever Always the emails come in, whenever the phone calls come in. So especially on the weekend sometimes when I get emails, my first thought is I want to respond. I want to respond because that's what our residents expect. And especially in this world today, everyone wants that response yeah. like yesterday. Yeah. So it's just... <laughs> we want it now. Exactly. So I make sure that I, uh, I try very hard to make sure that I balance those priorities out and give the uh, you know my attention to my husband my children and of course to our citizens
0: yeah yeah Yeah. everybody is getting now i i spoke to pastor travis from Mm -hmm. christ fellowship Uh and he was talking about how this idea of work-life balance is um is sometimes promoted but the reality is that that it's not achievable Mm -hmm. in, in in many cases um, and he's he's also very busy as well. Sure. Um, and, and so his suggestion was a focus, you know, paying attention, and, mm-hmm. and how you direct your attention in the moment that you are in that particular thing. So whatever it is, whether it's with your family or, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're at work, that you're focusing 100% on what you're doing. Yeah. What do you do to stay focused on what you're doing at the moment, whether it's with your family or at work?
1: Well, when it's with my family, it's put the phone down. Yeah. Put the iPad down.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't don't go near the laptop. Yeah.
0: Have mercy. Don't Be present. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's challenging at times. It is. Absolutely. Um you know. Yeah. And, and at work it's full on. When I'm at work I'm it's just it's yeah. full on and I'm fully engaged in yeah what I'm doing. It's it there are challenges to that because, you know, as you're doing say just say I'm reviewing the council packet which is three inches thick Mm. Um, uh, things are happening when that's going on you know phone calls are still coming in emails are still coming through but you have to it's it's about time management Mm. and just trying to be present and to be focused on what you're doing at that time and and, you know like i said it is a challenge but but yeah it's a continuous thing that you have to work on every day because you're pulled in a lot of different directions
0: Yeah, so many things try to put whether you're the vice mayor or the mayor acting mayor or you're you know working anywhere else um and and you're a parent i know that that happens with me as well sure um, being a small business owner you know i'm i'm always out and about but also when i get home i have clients reaching out to me Mm -hmm. saying i want this or i need that or i need you to review that you know and it's it's constantly on like you said so making sure that you keep the phone away <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'd like to give you an opportunity to speak directly to the audience and speak directly to the listeners um, perhaps about something that you're excited about coming up in the future and something that you would want our Port St. Lucie residents to know
1: I'm really excited about our Port District Master Plan so as everyone knows there is no port in Port St. Lucie Right. <laughs> right? So when GDC, I've never thought of that, but yeah. yeah, that's true. So when GDC named all the communities that they built across the state of Florida, for some reason, they put the word port in, but there is no port in Port St. Lucie. Yeah. So we thought as a council, we've been working on this for a few years now, what can we do to put the port in Port St. Lucie? So what we're going to see uh, starting under construction next year, um, the port district is just south of the... Botanical Gardens. It's called the Westmoreland Tract area, but we renamed it um, the Port District. Our historic homes are there. We're renovating our historic mm. homes. Mm. We are putting in a world-class uh, park in that area. We are working hard right now to attract some waterfront dining so okay. we can build the pad site and so we can um, partner with some restaurants for waterfront dining. Yeah, We have that beautiful boardwalk going from that area all the way up uh, past under the bridge yeah, up to the uh, where Hurricane's and Fernando's is yep. the, and the promenade. And we have the two sections of the boardwalk done right now. And then DOT, Florida Department of Transportation, uh, is responsible for the area under the bridge. They're making some repairs under the bulkhead. Yeah. And once they're done, we're going to be able to build that connection. So that entire area, we're hoping to make a real um, lifestyle area, entertainment area. Yeah. River Nights is out there currently now, so we're going to have an event lawn. So we really want that to be an attractor for all our residents to come and to be able to enjoy their families and their friends and visitors. And um, that process, especially with the playground and the park, is starting early next year. So I'm really excited about that. I cannot yeah. wait to deliver that to our residents.
0: Yeah. Put in the port in Port St. Lucie. Yep, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Shannon, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for dedicating up your very busy busy schedule uh, to be here um, and, and to have this conversation with me.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. I love talking about Port St. Lucie. So anytime you want to talk, let me know. Be okay. happy to do it. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. This has been Jorge Coxach with Stories from PSL, Florida. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to like, to subscribe, and of course to share it. We value your reviews, so if you have something that you would like others to know about the show, please write us a review and give us a rating. Also, if you'd like to contact us, send us an email at contact at PSL florida.com looking forward to hearing from you and looking forward to once again joining you on our journey to get to know the people the places the movements and the businesses in our town till next time goodbye